<clears throat> all right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It is LJ Talks Facts right here. Just bits of facts, like always. Of course, hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday afternoon so far. I'm doing pretty good. This is my WWE Monday Night Raw review. And eh, this show was, it was something. It really wasn't that good, to be honest. I mean, this show had its moments. It had its moments where, well, okay, well, it had its good moments, as I meant to say. It had its good moments, but overall, it was, it just wasn't that good. It really wasn't. Like, I don't want to say it was bad. I don't want to say it was decent. It was, like, very average. Because for me to say a show is bad, that would have to mean, like, the whole show is just bad. You know what I mean? And that's not true. The whole, this whole show wasn't bad. It had a lot of bad moments, but it also had its good moments. So I can't completely shit on it and say, oh, this show is completely fucking terrible. Everything sucked. A majority of it sucked. So I'm going to say this episode was average. You know, because there were matches and segments that I enjoyed on this show. You know, but just overall, I really didn't care for it that much. But like I said, I'm not going to completely shit on the show and say it was garbage, it was terrible. It was average. Because like I said, it had its good moments. That's what I'm going to do. If I, if, I, if I don't like majority of the show, but there's some parts that I like, I can't completely shit on the show and say, oh, I was bad. You know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Like, no. Because it had its good moments. Every average show will have its good moments. This show just wasn't that good. I mean, I'm looking forward to next week's show. You know, it's going to be at MSG. Rey Mysterio's having his 20th year anniversary in the WWE. Roman Reigns will be there live. I'm sure Brock Lesnar will be there live. Logan Paul's going to be there too. So there's a lot of star power going to the next week's show. So that's good. That's a good way to go into SummerSlam. Hopefully SmackDown ends strong, just like Raw most likely is going to. Um, so we get into the first segment of the show right here. So we have WWE Global Ambassador Titus O'Neil. We haven't seen Titus O'Neil on TV in quite a while. And a lot of people were kind of like baffled by his promo right here. You know... He was talking about, like, um, you know, WWE with goodwill. We're all here to have a good time. You know, we don't get into stuff like politics, religion, race. Um, oh, yeah, you keep telling yourself that. Okay. I don't know if this was a whole, like, cover-up with the whole Vince situation that's going on right now. Because a lot of people, they were saying that. Because I didn't watch this live last night. You know, I just saw, like, on social media, people talking about it. Like, you know, what the fuck was that? You know. Uh, Okay, yeah, you don't talk about race, politics, religion. Uh, Sure. Uh, Didn't Vince McMahon wrestle God back at Backlash in 2006? Uh, Sure. And he fucking... Spraying holy water all over the place in a church. Uh, okay. If, I mean, I know that was back then. They're not going to do that stuff now. I know that for a fact. But I'm just like, you must think the fans are pretty stupid to not remember that. Because everybody instantly did. You don't want to insult the audience's intelligence, but, but that's what you're doing. I mean, of course, this generation of kids growing up right now, they're not going to know what that is. Half of them probably haven't seen that. So that's understandable. But growing up in my generation, we've seen that. We've completely seen that shit. So, uh, okay then. Even the great Brian Last was tweeting, like, what the fuck was that open to Monday Night Raw? I felt the same way. I was like, okay. And I mean, I've always liked Titus O'Neil. Like, I don't know why they had to put him, like, in that spot. You know, but uh, okay, I guess. Uh, okay. <laughs> it was just felt so weird. It felt awkward, to be honest. It really did. I don't know how the backstage reaction was. We know a lot of we know there's some backstage. We know some people backstage aren't too happy with Vince. So 
I, I don't know, honestly. I, speaking as a fan, I have no idea what's going on back there. None of us do. It just felt kind of awkward, honestly. That's all I'll say. But he did say we're all having a good time. That's all I want to hear. Let's have a good time. That's all I want to hear from every wrestling show. Let's have a good time. That's what I want out of all of wrestling. Let's just have a good time. Let's just do that. So after Titus left, we saw Big Time Bex come out. And she said from WWE officials that at SummerSlam, she'll face the winner of this match right here for the Raw Women's Championship. As Bianca Belair will defend her Raw Women's Championship in a rematch against Carmella. Whoever whoever wins will face Becky at SummerSlam for the title. I'm like, alright, fine. And here we go, like, for the third time in the last couple weeks, Bianca Belair and Carmella are going to go at it for the Raw Women's Championship as Becky was going along talking, you know, saying she's not the little engine that could. She's, what the fuck did she say? The, I don't even know what the fuck she said, to be honest. It was kind of a dumb promo, to be honest. I was, like, really wasn't paying attention that much. But the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, comes out and says this isn't Becky Lynch's comeback story. This is my comeback story, because remember last year at SummerSlam, Becky Lynch made a return and beat Bianca Belair in 26 seconds for that Raw Women's Championship. So this has been Bianca's comeback story, we want to be honest. It really has been. You know, she got revenge against Becky at WrestleMania, but now it's like deja vu right here. She's going into SummerSlam. She didn't know she was going to face Becky last year. Becky made a surprise return and beat her in 26 seconds. But it is a rematch right here, and this is a huge chance at this is a huge chance at complete redemption. So I think this is where their story ends. And Bianca and Becky have always had good matches. Over the recent year, they put on a lot of great matches. They put on a really good program. And I love Bianca as Roman's champion. You know, I didn't like how her title reign ended last year, honestly. Even though I wasn't watching WWE at the time, I was looking through, you know, Twitter during SummerSlam last year, and I was like, wow, she really just lost the title like that? After beating Sasha at WrestleMania, after coming all that way, it just felt, it just felt weird. It was like, seriously? That's how you do it? That just, that was kind of stupid. Actually, not kind of stupid, that was really stupid, honestly. But she has a chance at complete redemption, I think the story is officially going to end at SummerSlam. But then Carmella comes out. So Carmella comes out. <laughs> and she was cutting a promo. And she said something about... Oh my god, what the hell did she say? I'm trying to think of the exact word she said. Oh yeah, she's a badass with a great ass. Well, I think Corey Graves would definitely agree on that one. I think a lot of other fans would agree on that one as well. You know, eh, not wrong. <laughs> Um, and her promo was whatever, to be honest. Other than that part, I'm sure Corey Graves was getting all excited right there. You know, a lucky man, good for him. Um, but yeah, you know, she said with this match right here, because Bianca got counted out last week in the Roman's Championship match. So Carmella said, if you get counted out, Bianca, not only is Mella money. But I will be the Raw Women's Champion. I said, okay, so now it's kind of like stacked up against Bianca. If she gets counted out, she loses the title. So then, as Bianca was going off on Carmella, Becky and Carmella both attack her. They take her down. We go to commercial. We come back. Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair defending her Raw Women's Championship against Carmella. It's underway. This match right here was actually... Worse than I expected, to be honest. Because these two put on a really good match at Money in the Bank. These two put on a really good match. This match was pretty lackluster, honestly. Like, Becky trying to get involved again like she did last week. It's like, okay. Like, I thought we were going to get a triple threat match at SummerSlam. I mean, that still could probably happen between all three of these women. It could definitely still happen. It's kind of unlikely, but you never know. It's just this match was pretty, pretty lackluster. That's just my honest opinion. I really, really didn't care for it that much. It was just lackluster. That's all I could say. Pretty, pretty lackluster. Just didn't didn't like it. I'm going to be completely honest. I really just didn't like it. 
Expect it to be better. Definitely expect it to be better, but just really wasn't. Like I said with Carmella, she isn't a bad in-ring talent, but she's so inconsistent. Like, she could put on a good match one week, and the next week she puts on a bad match. Like, you know, I get, you know, there's, you know, Bianca selling that she's hurt after being attacked by Carmella and Becky before the match. But her going outside the ring and Becky trying to get involved, then she sits back down and she's yelling at Bianca and then Bianca Carmella going at it. I mean, Carmella had most of the offense in this match. And, of course, Corey Graves going crazy on the commentary table right there. And then Carmella was trying to slap him, Bianca. That only pissed her off. And then she hit Carmella with the KOD, the kiss of death, one, two, three. And Bianca Belair retains the WWE Raw Women's Championship. And it's official. At SummerSlam, she'll be defending her WWE Raw Women's Championship against big-time Bex and Becky Lynch. Looking forward to it. Should be a really good match. Should be a really good match. I'm looking forward to it. But just, I mean, I'm happy Bianca retained. Because if Carmella would have won, I would have been like, seriously. You would have had a lot of pissed off people if Carmella would have somehow won last night. People would have been pissed. Not for the right reason. Not for the right reason. So I'm looking forward to the match now at SummerSlam. I think Bianca is going to retain, in my honest opinion, and she really should. Like, I don't know who is the right one to beat Bianca. She's been champion since WrestleMania, where she where she did beat Becky Lynch for the title. But you have to think, okay, who is the right one to take the belt off of Bianca? You have a lot of talent. You know, apparently Io Shirai might not be leaving WWE, so maybe you call her up to the main roster. Maybe do a program between those two. Is Io Shirai, she was great in NXT, a great NXT Women's Champion. Imagine just seeing those two go out for the Royal Women's title. I'm totally fine with that. Totally fine with that. Let it be somebody new that hasn't been a champion yet. Don't let it be somebody like, let's say, Charlotte, you know, or even Bailey. I think Bailey might be returning pretty soon. We know, we know we're going to get that match because that match was to happen. It was supposed to happen last year in Money the Bank before Bailey tore ACL, so. She is owed a title match, but I don't think she's the one to beat Bianca. Let it be somebody new. Just let it be somebody new. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying right there. Maybe it could be Mandy Rose in the future when she's done with NXT 2.0, because eventually she's going to lose the NXT Women's Championship, and she's definitely revived her career down there. Do that then. Like let's say she loses the title in the next couple months, she comes back and she goes after Bianca. Let Bianca hold on to the title till. Next year's WrestleMania. You could do that right there. You could definitely do that. I think people would buy that right there. I think people would get interested in Mandy versus Bianca for the title. I'd totally be down for that. would love to see it. I really would. I doubt that's in their plans, but just threw it out there for you. There you go. So Kevin Owens makes his return, and he held the Kevin Owens show with special guest Riddle. So we know at SummerSlam it will be Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins, I should say. And that's going to be a really good match. You know, it's kind of funny. Like, these two actually legitimately hated each other for so many years. But I think they def- they uh, they definitely um, fixed their issues, I believe it was sometime last year. So they're good. They're on good terms now, which is great. I think they're probably friends now. So at least that's good. That's good to know right there. And I look forward to this match. And we know Seth freaking Rollins, other than the Royal Rumble, where he won by disqualification against Roman Reigns for the Universal title, he actually has a chance to get his first legit win on pay-per-view this year because he did lose in the Elimination Chamber for the was it for the WWE title. Yeah, it was for the WWE title. He lost to Cody Rhodes three straight times, WrestleMania, WrestleMania Backlash, and Hell in a Cell. And then he lost in the Money in the Bank ladder match. So he hasn't had like a legit win. You know, he hasn't had a legit win. Because, like I said, you know, he won by disqualification at the Royal Rumble. So I think he's going to beat Riddle at SummerSlam. If he loses to Riddle, then it's like, what the fuck? He's got to get some momentum. Because we know Cody's going to come back at some point. He's got to get that momentum set to make him more dangerous. That's what he's got to do. That's what he's got to do right here. You know, so KO, you know, said he went away for a while after the whole Ezekiel 
Elias fucking fiasco shit, so he needed to go find some inner peace. That's exactly what he did. So he's turned a new leaf, and he actually offered Riddle a chance to be his tag team partner. Like, RK bro was good, but KO bro or bro KO would be even better. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, okay. I mean, honestly, not a bad idea. But Riddle did call Kevin Owens a liar. You're one of the biggest liars that I know. And then, you know, Kevin Owens starts talking about Randy Orton. And then Riddle got pissed and he got in his face. And then Seth Rollins' music hits. And then from behind, Seth freaking Rollins attacks Riddle. Kevin Owens left the ring. Not one, but two curb stomps to good old Riddle. And that's that. That's that right there. So it's like, all right. That match is going to be good at SummerSlam, though. I'm actually really looking forward to that match between Riddle and Seth. I'm actually really looking forward to this match. Probably probably could be match of the night. I know everybody's probably thinking, like, Roman versus Brock. But this match legitimately could be the match of the night. It legitimately could be the match of the night. It really could. It actually could be the match of the night, honestly. I think it will be. I honestly do think it will be. We'll see, though. We'll definitely, definitely see. We shall definitely see on that one. So now getting to the next thing right here. Damien Priest versus Rey Mysterio. This match was good. This was one of the this was one of the things that I really, really liked last night on um, a Monday Night Raw. I actually really liked this match between Priest and Mysterio. I thought Mysterio made Priest look really good, and it was great. It was a great match between these two. I actually really liked it. I really liked the match here between Priest and Mysterio. It was an awesome match. It was an awesome match between these two. We know this whole feud here between you know the Mysterios and Judgment Day. I mean, honestly, Judgment Day, you know, it is something good for Balor to do, honestly. It really is, but... The way that they kicked out Edge, I thought was pretty stupid, honestly, after, like, Edge just formed that group, like, it was, like, what, for a couple months? You know, it was when, did, when did Priest come into the fold? Like, around WrestleMania or WrestleMania Backlash, he came into the fold, and then, I think it was WrestleMania, I believe it was WrestleMania, and then Rhea Ripley came in at WrestleMania Backlash, and they were doing a lot of cool things. I mean, I know Rhea Ripley's hurt right now, and I hope that she's recovering. Hopefully we see her back in the ring pretty soon. You know, I would have been totally fine with Balor, like, just being part of them. But the fact that he's the leader and they kicked out Edge being the leader. I mean, Edge really gave, you know, Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest the spotlight. They teamed up at fucking Hell in a Cell and beat AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. And the way that Damian Priest said, oh, you're holding us back. The way you could say that Edge was holding them back is if they would have lost... If he would have made them losers, he made them winners. It legit made no sense to break them up. It really, or to kick, or not break them up, like kick out Edge. It made no sense. It actually legitimately made no sense. So I'm trying to get into them right here, but it's like, it just doesn't feel the same. I mean, Damian Priest is really good on promos. This guy, you know, I liked him in NXT, especially when he came to the main roster. I've always liked this guy. This guy is good. Potentially could be, could potentially be a world champion. He's got it all. He's a total package. He could speak and he can go with anybody in the ring. You know, he's a bigger dude right here. And he did really good against Mysterio last night. He did really good. You know, Priest was talking about before the match, you know, we want Dominic Mysterio to join. And I've been saying this about Dominic Mysterio. I think he should get sent down to NXT 2.0 because here on the main roster... Ever since his match with Seth Rollins back at SummerSlam, back in 2020, it's just, he doesn't do it for me, Dominic. 
Like, he seems like a good kid and all, but it just, he's hard to get into, is what I'm trying to say. Like, his facial expressions, it's just, his promos, his in-ring work is okay. I'm not going to knock his in-ring work. He's actually not that bad in the ring. It's just his charisma. He, he just, that's the one thing he's really lacking. I think you get him in NXT 2.0, honestly. I think he could fit down there for a little while. Because I almost felt the same way about Mandy Rose. I felt like she had no charisma at all, but her in-ring work wasn't that bad. Look at her now. She's a fucking star. She's a fucking star. That's just what I would do, to be honest, honestly. You know, train Dominic more. Get him with Shawn Michaels to help him out a little bit. I think Shawn can help him out. Again, look Again, look at Mandy. Look, look how far she's come. From being Otis's peach... So now being the NXT Women's World Champion. I, I would just do that with Dominic, honestly. Just do that. I think it would benefit himself. I think it would benefit a lot of people. Give him that chance. Give him that chance. That's, what, that's just what I would do. But we shall see. I don't think they're going to do it. I honestly don't think they're going to do it, but... Wouldn't hurt trying. It actually legit, it legitimately wouldn't hurt to try. You give it a shot, and let's see what can happen. Right? Who says it doesn't work? Give it a chance, and let's see what happens. But again, it was a really good match between. Um, Damien Priest and Rey Mysterio. And it's like really funny like how Damien was saying to Rey last week, oh, you're done, Rey, you're washed. I think Rey proved that the old man still got it right here. I think he proved that. I think he definitely proved that. He definitely, definitely proved that last night that he still got it. He's definitely still got it right now. He definitely, definitely does. He definitely does. And it was a great match. It was a great, great match. Really, really enjoyable. And I was surprised Damian Priest got the win, honestly. I was actually pretty surprised. I didn't think he was going to win this match. I was actually really surprised. I did not think he was going to win this match at all. After Ray was trying to hit the 619 a couple times. And he finally hit it for like, the, I think it was like the third attempt. He finally was able to hit it. And he almost got it. Well, actually, you know, he did get it, but then he went for, you know, the powerbomb. Damian Priest was able to counter. And, you know, Balor and Dominic were going at it outside the ring. And then Priest was able to hit his finisher on Mysterio, and he got the win. And I was like, wow, I was actually kind of surprised, but I'm happy for Priest. That's a, that's a big win right there. Over a veteran like Rey Mysterio, that's big. That's big right there. I mean, how could you not be happy for Damian Priest right there? I'm ecstatic for him. He deserved that win. He absolutely deserved that win right there. I'm happy for him. But after the match, Balor and Priest grabbed chairs. They put it on Mysterio's head. And then Priest started talking. Like, Dominic, you better join Judgment Day. We're going to cave in his skull. And then Dominic got in the ring and said, I'll join, I'll join. But Priest said it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And they took out Dominic Mysterio. And then they tried to hit Ray, but he was able to escape just in the nick of time. And he got out of the ring. And that was that. And that was that right there. So we know this feud is long from over. 
We know it's long from over right here, and you know what? That's fine by me. That's totally fine by me. So now we'll just see what happens. We'll see what happens next week. We know we're going to get the Mysterios versus... We're going to get the Mysterios versus Judgment Day on Rey Mysterio's 20th anniversary in the WWE. Maybe Dominic does betray him this time. Because we've been talking about it for a while. Will Dominic betray... Will he betray his father, Rey Mysterio? That remains to be seen. That definitely remains to be seen. And I kind of want it to happen, honestly. I actually really want it to happen. But we shall see. We shall definitely, definitely see. Great match, though, like I said. Probably my favorite match of the night, because it was good. It was good. But now we get to the next match right here. Seth Rollins versus Ezekiel. A rematch from a couple weeks ago. And I gotta admit, it was an enjoyable rematch from a couple weeks ago. And these two put on a great match right here. It's like they did back on the 4th of July episode. They put on a great match right here. They put on a hell of a match right here, and I liked it. You know, and they've always had, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, they've had great, they've always had great chemistry, Seth and Ezekiel, when, you know, Ezekiel was Elias. They've always had that, that good chemistry in the ring. I think they went after the Intercontinental title back in 2018 at one point. And this match was good. It was a great match, honestly. Actually, what was this my fair match of the night? Yeah, actually, this was my fair match of the night. There was a lot, a lot of action in this match. It was a clean match, too. You know, Seth didn't do any dirty tactics at all, which I was kind of surprised about. But, yeah, it was pretty much a clean match, you know. I honestly do like the Ezekiel character. Like, I didn't know how to feel about him the first couple weeks since I started watching WWE again. Or, did I say WWE? <laughs> WWE again. Sorry if it sounded like that. Um, you know, he's just, he's got that charisma. He really does, Ezekiel. Or just, you know, Elias. You know, he's got that charisma. Like, he should be a champion someday, honestly. Because he's making this character work. I didn't think he was going to be able to make it work. But he definitely has. So I got to give him credit. I got to give him a lot of credit. I didn't think this was going to work at all. I thought this was going to be a shit show. But it's worked. I really didn't think it was going to work. But it absolutely has. It honestly has worked out just fine. I'm glad that it has. I'm really glad that it has. So, uh, and Ezekiel almost screwed up right here like he did a couple weeks ago after he went for a roll-up pin. Remember two weeks ago he went for a roll-up pin and he couldn't get back up and Rollins curb stomped him. It almost happened here but Ezekiel was able to, you know, rectify that mistake, and these two, you know, kept on battling. I love when Seth does the suplex off the top rope, then he does, a, or then he turns into a Falcon Arrow after he hits it, which is re- which has always been really cool. And Ezekiel, you know, he fought with everything that he had; it just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough for Seth freaking Rollins. He took him down, hit him with a curb stomp. One, two, three. Seth Rollins. Get some momentum going in to SummerSlam against Riddle. Alright. Great match. Of course, Seth needed to win. If he would have lost, that would have been ridiculous. But he's got the momentum going into SummerSlam. I'm sure Riddle's going to wrestle next week to get his kind of momentum going into SummerSlam, which would make sense, honestly. Which I'm fine with. Go right ahead and go for it. And we'll see what happens.
we'll definitely, definitely see what happens then. So now we get to the next match right here. We have Angelo Dawkins, one half of the Street Profits versus Omar. So there was a six-man tag last week. It was uh, the Street Profit. It was the Street Profits and R Truth, and I believe they faced Omos and the Usos, if I'm not mistaken. Because I actually, like I said, I didn't see Raw last week. So you know, as the Street Profits are doing an interview early on the show, MVP and Omos interrupted, and you know, the Street Profits wanted a tag team match. MVP said, "Oh, I'd like to do a tag team match, but." I'm not in the ring attire, you know, for a tag team match. So, Angelo Dawkins will take on Omos one-on-one. And this whole thing right here that they did, it was a complete clusterfuck. These two things that they did right here were a complete clusterfuck. First of all, this match lasted about, like, maybe five minutes between Dawkins and Omos. I mean... Omos had a really good showcasing at Money in the Bank. He did really good. I'll give him a lot of credit. He's still very green, but he did really good. He did really good at Money in the Bank. He did good in that Money in the Bank ladder match. I will give him credit. I will give him credit. He held his own in that match. That was a huge test for him. So that's big. And he's got a lot of potential. I know Omos really hasn't been the best, you know... I know he really hasn't been the best at all. You know, I get it. And I've said it too. I think he's still very green, like I said, right now. But he does have a lot of potential. He does have a lot of potential. So... So yeah. So yeah on that one. So this match like I said lasted about like only lasted about a few minutes. As Montez Ford tried to get involved on Omos. That didn't work right there. He was mostly just distracting Omos. The MVP tripped Angelo Dawkins. The referee saw it. Omos gets disqualified. Angelo Dawkins gets the win. And that's that. That was it right there. So Dawkins gets the win. And then Adam Pierce comes out. I forgot. Yeah, the Usos, the Undisputed World Tag Team Champions, were at ringside for this. And here comes Adam Pierce. And he says, Oh, you know, MVP, like I heard. You know, that you wanted to do a tag team match. So now it's official. It will be a tag team match. The Street Profits will take on you and Omos. So I'm like, all right, we're getting an impromptu tag team match right here. It's, I guess you could say MVP asked for it. He wanted it. He wanted to do it, but he couldn't, obviously. So this tag team match right here, it was, uh, it was very forgettable. I mean... There's nothing else you could really say about it. It was just very, very forgettable at times. It really, really was. It really, really was forgettable, honestly. Eh, that's all I can really say. It was, again, it was a whole cluster. It should have just been a tag team match to begin with, honestly. It shouldn't have done this whole one-on-one thing and then a tag team match. It just should have been... Should have been set and done right there. Tag team match, that's it. You do your fucking disqualification finish right there. Because we knew the Usos were going to get involved at some point during this match. I believe it was Montez, that, or I think it was, uh, it was Dawkins that threw MVP into them. And the Usos were getting pissed. And they tried to get in the ring. The referee stopped them. And the Street Profits took down Omos. Montez did the splash from the top row. Pinned them one kick out. 
and, and then they were able to take down Omos again. He went for another splash. Usos knocked off Montez Ford from the top rope. And then that's qualification. So the Street Profits get the win. And then the Usos and Omos took down the Street Profits. So it's like, uh, okay. Whatever on that one, it was just a whole cluster, to be honest. It should have just been a tag team match to begin with. You could have just done the DQ finish right then and there. You didn't... So... It was just... It didn't need to happen, honestly. It really just didn't need to happen. It really didn't, honestly. It really just didn't need to happen. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the time. It just... It just wasn't. It really wasn't worth the time at all. So backstage, we saw Veer Mahan, and he said boo to Sarah Stryber, the fucking one that was interviewing him. I'm like... I've been seeing so many things from this guy, Veer Mahan. The dude is a fucking monster. And you're literally just turning him into a fucking meme. That That's what you're turning this fucking guy into. Like, okay? Like, like what are you... What are you doing with this guy? Like... They were showing all these fucking vignettes of him. They were showing all these vignettes of him for like months. Before I think Denny debut the night after WrestleMania, I believe. And they have him say that I mean I know it I know it seems like nothing, but we've seen what WWE has done to their big mans over the years. Like this guy legit looks like a fucking monster. This guy could roll over anybody. And you're just having him say that. Like he walks away, and then the Miz gets interviewed by Sarah Stryber, talking about Miz TV. Talking about Miz TV later on, how Logan Paul, you know, he's going to be the uh, the guest. So he's going to be the guest to um, Miz TV later on. You know, and Miz, like, he's basically trying to downplay, saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, we're just getting everybody talking. Like, you know, Logan's actually not mad at me. We're going to... Go after the Undisputed World Tag Team titles, this and this and that. I'm like, uh, I don't know about that one, Chief. Don't know about that one. But we did see another vignette of the Mystery Man, who most likely is going to be Edge. Because, you know, all the details, you know, point to, point, they point towards Edge. So... It's it's gonna be him, honestly. They've kind of given it away a lot that it's gonna be Edge. That you know they're not. I don't want to say they're not doing great with uh, keeping it a secret, but we know it's gonna be Edge. We we just know it's gonna be Edge. So there's nothing else left to that. That's just how it is. It's gonna be him, which is fine. So maybe he'll make his return next week. So now we get to the next thing right here. AJ Styles versus Theory. Before this match even happened, Theory was cutting a promo, you know, about being the youngest United States champion, about being the youngest Money in the Bank holder. You know, the whole roster is jealous of him. You know, and he keeps on saying what he's going to do at SummerSlam. He showed a clip of Brock Lesnar, what he did to Alpha Academy last week. You know, so Theory's very confident. I got to admit, this kid, he really is something special. Like, he really plays off the annoying heel in a great way. And he can really go in the ring. He's got a lot of talent. He seriously has a lot of talent. He's got a long career ahead of him. You know, honestly, if you make him the undisputed champion, you're going to have a lot of pissed off people. Honestly, you will. But, you know, Theory, This, like I said, this kid can go in the ring. He's not just some scrub off the fucking street that can't wrestle. Like, he seriously could go in the ring. He's actually believable in the ring. He's pretty damn good. We know that. The kid could fucking go. We already know that for a fact. We know that he can go in the ring. 
So, uh, I mean, people probably, people probably would be pissed for a while if it happens, if he does become the Undisputed Champion. But I think after a while, people will just be like, you know what, he can really go in the ring. He might, he might become a fan favorite in the future. A lot of people might start to like him. Who knows? Who knows? I, I think we could see that potentially. That's what I think. That's what I think, but AJ Styles came out. AJ Styles came out in theory fucking... He ripped him to shreds a little bit, saying, like... You know, you're jealous because you had to scratch and claw your way to finally get here. You know, look at me, I'm an overnight sensation. But AJ said he's proud of where he came from, and he's going to teach theory some respect. And he fucking punches him. And we did see Dolph Ziggler come out. Because, you know, last week Dolph Ziggler cost theory in the tag team match last week. So we don't know what Ziggler's vendetta is with Theory. He is back to a babyface Dolph Ziggler, so I'm definitely down with that. That's totally fine by me. So I'm looking forward to that program, honestly. I mean, it seems kind of weird to have like Theory in so many programs. He's in the program with Lashley for SummerSlam. Now Ziggler's in the picture, so... Maybe maybe when Theory wins the Undisputed title, maybe Ziggler's going to be the first one to go after him. Yeah, that could happen. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one, then. We shall see. But this is a good match here between AJ and Theory. I like this match. It was good. Especially, you know, Theory, a young kid right here going in the ring with a veteran like AJ Styles. He did really good. He did really, really good. I like the match. It was good. You know, and I thought Ziggler was going to get involved at some point. He didn't go on the commentary's desk. He didn't go there to talk on commentary. He just stood in front of the commentary table and just watched the match like he did last week. Just watch the match like he did last week. He was observant. You know, basically like he's watching like Theory's every move right here. So, <laughs> I guess you could say Theory's got a fan right there in Dolph Ziggler. So he was just watching on. And then AJ was able to knock Theory outside of the ring. And then out of nowhere, referee wasn't looking. Boom! Dolph Ziggler super kicks the shit out of Austin Theory. Complete. Well, Austin, his name is Theory now. It's not Austin Theory. So my bad on that one. He's Theory. So he super kicks the shit out of Theory. You could hear that from a mile away. Knocks him out. He tried to get back up to the count of 10 right there to get back in the ring to avoid the count out. That didn't work. And AJ Styles gets the win. And again, we don't know what Dolph Ziggler's vendetta is with Theory. We just don't know yet. Ziggler didn't talk about it at all. Like, we really just don't know what his problem is with Austin Theory. It kind of, That's the one thing that makes it weird, though, because he, he basically just attacked... He's attacked him for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, he's attacked him for, like, no reason at all. He hasn't given a reason to why he's attacked him. So, who knows? Who knows right now? We, we, we just don't know. We don't know what his problem is. But then Theory got back in the ring and he took a Styles Clash from AJ Styles. That was it right there. We'll see what happens now with Ziggler and Theory. At some point, we'll probably figure out why Ziggler is going after him. Like, why is he targeting Theory for? Like, Why? So, we'll wait and see. We shall wait and see then.
Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But now we get to... This was definitely the worst part of the show, a six-women's tag team match. Alexa Bliss and Asuka and Dana Brooke, the 24-7 champion, versus Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and Tamina. This was definitely the worst part of the show. So the match is going on for like a couple minutes, and Dana Brooke's outside of the ring. She takes out Dewdrop and Tamina with a splash. Pretty cool move. Out of nowhere, Kira Tozawa, roll-up pin, one, two, three. He wins the 24-7 championship, gets in the ring, started dancing. Nikki Ash rolls him up. Or used, used, his, used her finisher on him. Pins him 1-2-3. Becomes a 24-7 champion. Alexa Bliss rolls her rolls Nikki up. Wins the 24-7 championship. Dewdrop takes out Alexa. She wins a 24-7 championship. Tamina super kicks her partner. She wins a 24-7 championship. And then Dana pins Tamina in the ring to win the 24-7 championship. And Dana runs away. And so Tamina chases her as well. That was just completely fucking terrible. That was one of the worst things I've seen in a while with wrestling. That was really fucking bad. I know people say, oh, but it's comedy. It's this and that. It's not a big deal. It was... You fucking had two matches at the same time right there in the fucking ring. It was so... It was so stupid. It was all over the place. It made no sense. You could have done that after this match. That would have made more sense. Okay, fine. It's after the match. But you're doing it... You're doing it during the match. Like, why? Why are you doing this during the match? That legit made no sense. It was so dumb. It was one of the worst things that happened right there last night. It was easily the worst part of the show. It was that bad. Like, come on. It was It was all over the place, too. Dewdrop barely took down Alexa. She almost, she almost missed her with a splash. Come on. You can't... You just do it after the match. Do it after the match. That's fine. You want to do it at the match, I'm not going to complain. But you're going to do it during the match. That's just stupid. I don't get it. Just made no sense right there. It, it really didn't. It really, really didn't. It was really dumb. Really, really dumb. One of the worst things I've seen since I started watching WWE again. Like, that was really bad. Like, seriously. But now we get to the last part of the show. It's Miz TV. And the Miz's special guest is his tag team partner from WrestleMania 38, Logan Paul. We all know the Miz and Logan Paul beat the Mysterios at WrestleMania. And after the match, Miz gave Logan Paul a skull crush finale. Because I guess you could say he felt like Logan Paul was stealing his spotlight. I mean, if, if Miz thinks that, then okay. You know, I don't think a lot of people would agree with the Miz on why he did that, honestly. But, uh, like, okay then. It's okay on that one. Whatever there, so... And I saw highlights of that match. It actually was pretty good. Logan Paul, he's good in the ring, to be honest. He did pretty good in that match. Like, he took it seriously. He did really good. And he signed that WWE contract early on this month. You know, I think he, he takes the business seriously, which is good. You know, you see some celebrities, they really don't take it that seriously. But him, he's taking it seriously. Pat McAfee's taking it seriously. Bad Bunny's taking it seriously. So that's great to see, though. It's great to see celebrities take it seriously. Which is good to see. Thank God. Um, but yeah, Logan Paul comes out, and he cut right to the chase. He wasn't playing around with The Miz at all. He's like, do you accept my challenge for SummerSlam or not? But Miz was like, oh, you know, we're trying to get everybody talking. But Logan Paul's like, no. Do you accept my challenge or not? Are we going to wrestle at SummerSlam or what's happening here? That's that. I actually got to admit, though, like I, I never really liked Logan Paul over the years. Like I liked him on Vine. But then there was that whole thing, you know, in fucking Japan that I didn't like. You know, where he was in the, uh, the suicide forest, you know, and he posted that on YouTube. I mean, he did apologize. He did apologize for it. Did it sound sincere? You be the judge of that. I thought it was very half-assed in a way. That's just me, though. 
But, um... Eh. That's just where I really... That's where I really started to hate the fucking guy. Like, that w- I just felt like it was really bad. But, you can say everybody's made their mistakes. You rectify your mistakes. That's true. Again, I did like him on... I did like him on Vine. Him and his brother thought they were hilarious back on Vine back in the day. Saying back in the day, that was like fucking nine years ago when I was like 13. But it was... They were funny on Vine. They really were. They seriously were. I'm not going to deny that. Have they been annoying the last couple years, the things that they've done? Yeah. They really have been, but... You know, listen, they, they became social media stars. Look at them now. They both have boxed in a boxing ring. And now Logan Paul has gotten to wrestle at WrestleMania. He's going to be at SummerSlam. I don't know if his brother Jake is going to follow him. You know, We'll see on that one. I wouldn't actually mind seeing Jake. I actually really wouldn't mind seeing Jake now in the WWE with his brother. I actually really wouldn't mind that. I honestly just wouldn't mind that at all. I'm being completely honest. But again, Logan really cut to the chase saying, you know, you're going to accept it. And then Miz was like, you know, no, you're a rookie. You have to earn your spot right here to face me. So my answer is no. And then Logan's like, oh, okay, okay. Really funny come for a man who's got two blueberries down there. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then Miz rips off his fucking suit. And he has this, he has a fucking shirt. Hello, my balls are massive. <laughs> oh, my God. So Miz got pissed right there. That's all it took right there. And Miz says, you want the match? You all want the match? I accept. So at SummerSlam, it will be Logan Paul versus The Miz. So Logan Paul came in as a heel. Now he's coming in. As a babyface now, they did a pretty damn good job making him a babyface. I'm not gonna lie, they did a pretty damn good job. They really did make a, they really did do a good job right there. I will give them a lot of credit on that one. They did do a pretty good job on that one. I will give them credit. I actually will give them credit on that one. And they started brawling a little bit. And then here comes Champ out of nowhere. He's going after Logan Paul. And he's holding him down. Logan Paul escapes the Miz. And he escapes Champa. He runs away. Match is set, it's set for SummerSlam now. It's set for SummerSlam. Then Sarah, Sarah Stryver comes in the ring. And she's trying to get a word with the Miz. Like, well, how do you feel about him, like, stealing your show next week? Because Logan Paul is going to do his own show next week on Raw. And Miz, like, there's only one Miz, only one Miz TV. You know, I'm going to teach him respect at SummerSlam because I'm the Miz and I'm awesome. And Champa was fucking doing the line as well with him. So there there it is right there. I mean, the show ended off pretty good. I will give them credit. The show itself, very average. Obviously, that six women's tag team match was the worst part of the show, in my honest opinion. So, that again, that was just me, though. It was definitely the worst part of the show. But they ended off strong. They ended off strong. I will give them credit. That was a pretty good segment. I didn't think it was going to be good. But it ended off pretty good. I will give them credit. So we'll see what happens next week on Raw. But all right, guys. Hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. And the next time I'll talk, guys, will be tomorrow to review WWE NXT 2.0. Have a great rest of the day, guys. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow.